This NFL Week 16 Christmas Day triple header edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time makes the perfect holiday gift. Go to gametime.co. And make sure to use our promo code CFBX for $20 off for your first purchase. Again, that's GameTime.co, promo code CFBX. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Saturday, December the 23rd, currently 103 on the East Coast, here to get into our Monday. I can't call it Monday Night Football because we have games all day. I'll call it Christmas Day football uh, on Monday, on Christmas Day. A nice triple header um, happening on uh, Monday got two division matchups, and then we got probably the game of the year between the Ravens and the sure. 49ers. Some are calling it the Super Bowl preview, but we shall see. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as a voice on the MLB Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast, and of course here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, it's Lante Smith. Lante, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Bad, man. Uh, reading that, the, the you know, the man above puts the Giants on uh on christmas day so uh not not a good christmas not not a good christmas present for me but nonetheless looking forward to the set of games yeah man we uh we got uh it's gonna be a fun christmas day uh obviously obviously it being christmas but you saw we have um uh, nba christmas day games mm-hmm. we have three games in the nfl so it's gonna be a good day of sports you know hanging out with family and all that good stuff so i'm sure the TV screens are going to be on for all the degenerate uh, fans all around the country. But yeah, three games to get into here, Lante. Um, let's just ta- uh, get right into it, man. The first game on the board is going to be a the first game battle of the AFC West teams. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs. They are hosting the Los Los Angeles Las Vegas Raiders. Currently, the Chiefs have moved uh, to a 10.5-point favorite with a total of 40.5 in this game. Looking at the injury report, let's start here with the Las Vegas Raiders. Michael Mayer, uh, tight end, is questionable. He didn't practice on Friday. Uh, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders, is questionable. He is dealing with a quadricep and an illness. He was a limited participant on practice on Friday. Uh, Max Crosby didn't practice as of Thursday. Um, and that is pretty much it for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco did miss the last two weeks for the Chiefs, but he is expected to play in this game. Um, Sky Moore could return if the team advances far enough. He was put on the IR earlier this week. Nicole Hardman was, uh, is returning from uh, injured reserve. He was a limited participant in practice on Thursday. 
uh, Kadarius Tony, uh, Lante's favorite player of all time. He <laughs> wasn't at practice on Friday. He's dealing with a hip issue. Uh, Clyde Edwards Herlera is also questionable. He didn't practice on Friday where uh, he was out for a personal matter. And then uh, Jarek McKinnon is dealing with a groin injury. He was not spotted at practice on Saturday. So a couple of injuries, especially in the backfield. But Isaiah Pacheco does return for the Kansas City Chiefs. Lante, we saw last week the Raiders put up 63 points against the Los Angeles Chargers. And now they are traveling to uh, to take on the Chiefs in a in a series, or I guess in a division matchup where the Chiefs have pretty much dominated uh, this matchup. These two teams matched up earlier. Yep. Uh, I believe it was Thanksgiving weekend uh, in Vegas, and the um, and the Chiefs won that game thirty one seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. But yep. you take a look since the 2018 season, the Chiefs against the Raiders ten and one straight up, seven and four against the spread. And over the last, uh, let's go back to the last six matchups or four ma- five matchups. The Chiefs are five and zero straight up, four and one against the spread, and they've won those um, four of those five matchups by at least two touchdowns. Raiders now, like I mentioned, coming off of the game where they put up sixty three points, and typically. We usually see teams struggle a little bit after putting up monumental points. We saw that with the Miami Dolphins, where they put up 70 against the uh, Denver Broncos, only to come out flat uh, against the Buffalo Bills. But, Lonta, let's start with the side here. Minus 10.5 in favor of the Chiefs. What are you thinking about the spread here? Yeah, I mean, you, honestly, you took all the you took all the points that I was trying to make. I, I like KC here. I think and I think the number's fair. Um, don't, don't get me wrong, but... Uh, I still think that they're working towards something. They're looking to clinch the AFC West for the eighth straight year. Um, you mentioned that they won six straight versus the Raiders. The Raiders only won once in Kansas City since 2012, uh, and 31-17 was the score uh, on the 26th. And, I mean, the look ahead on, on that game was nine and a half, and it closed eight and a half. And I know Kansas City was coming off of um, – either a couple of losses uh, between the three in the three game stretch or a stretch where they weren't playing well. So I can, can get here, but it closed eight and a half. So, I mean, if you're, you know, nine and a half, you know, the look at is nine and a half, you close eight and a half and then you flip to Kansas city, I guess you're giving them what two points for home field, maybe two and a half. Mm-hmm. And then you factor in that performance that the, that the Raiders had on Thursday night against, you know, a corpse of a team. Uh, I think it can be a little bit, you know, it, it might be a little bit short, uh, especially with the success that Kennedy has had on um, the Raiders, better if they were in Vegas or Oakland. So I do think Kansas City has um, has upper hand here uh, to get Pacheco back. You know, he that's a good sign for, you know, the offense who has minimal weapons. Uh, he was averaging 4.4 yards per carry without him in the two games. They only averaged 3.2. So. Shows you a big difference. Uh, he also is uh, a threat out of the backfield, and he adds another dynamic uh, to that offense other than Kelsey and, and Rice. So, yeah, man, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, belabor the point. I like Kansas City here. I think they win by double digits. They have been um, amazing versus the division, specifically against the Raiders. Uh, I don't think – I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I think Kansas City rose here by double digits. I, I think we could see a similar score, uh, 31-17. I, I honestly might not even give them 17. I would say – 30, 14, uh, 34, 13, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned like uh, the Mahomes has dominated in this division ever since he became the starting quarterback uh, for the 
uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And, and I mean, I already mentioned the numbers, and, and you mentioned it as well as that, that just, they've just been dominant uh, in this spot against the um, against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I do expect them, you know, obviously to come back down to earth after putting up 63 points in this game. But I mean, you right. mentioned you also mm-hmm. nailed it that they were what a nine point favorite, close to eight and nine a half, half yeah. in mm-hmm. yeah in Vegas. And now the the tide has turned here. Um, you know, back in Kansas City, where it's more of a favorable home field advantage, right? It's because, you know, we talk about some of the better home field advantages in the National Football League. Obviously, Denver in altitude. We talk about um, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Saints when they did have Drew Brees. That was one of the better home fields. Um, Buffalo as well, and Kansas City as well. I think they're in that conversation as well. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I like the Chiefs here, minus 10 and a half. I got a 10, though, but again, I think it's moving in the right direction um, for the Chiefs here. Total sitting at 40 and a half here. Lante, what do you think? Yeah, I'd much rather have the team total over four uh, for Kansas City. I don't know if the Raiders offensively. I mean, of course, they had that output, uh, but you can tell that the Chargers kind of quit, so I, I don't factor in too much of that. And O'Connell is going to be facing a a really good defense uh, who's going to be looking to submit them, themselves uh, as an AFC champion. They, should, they still got a shot at the one seed, so you know they still got plenty to play for um, in Kansas City. And like I mentioned, I just don't trust the offense. I mean, um, I mean O'Connell's been fine uh, at times, but against, if you look at his number, his splits in, against you know solid defenses, it's not it's not that good. So I'm going with the Chiefs team total over. I had to play it. I would probably play it over. Thinking that the Chiefs get up early, you know, the Raiders kind of come back in the back door and get a late touchdown um, or, or field goal to to go over 40 and a half. Because I think, I mean, although, you know, the Chiefs haven't had the best, you know, offense as far as, you know, output, um, I, I think they can get it here. And they can put up 34, 36 by themselves, I think. I think this is a big coming out party for the Kansas City offense. Yeah, since the 2018 season, Chiefs at home hosting the L.A. Raiders. They're averaging 37 points per game, 35, 40, 32, 48, and 30. So they've put up at least 30 points uh, in all five home games since the 2018 season against the Raiders. And I know the counter, the counter argument will be, well, this isn't the same Chiefs offense that we've seen, you know, in the Patrick Mahomes era, right? Obviously, no Tyreek Hill. They're struggling at that wide receiver position. Really some inconsistencies there. Travis Kelsey. Maybe it seems like he's taken a step back or, you know, maybe it's a whole Taylor Swift thing that's, you know, on his head or whatever. But production is down for Travis Kelsey. But I think this might be an opportunity uh, for the Chiefs to, you know, put, continue putting up the points. Um, I think the only hesitation I do have, um, Lante, is that this Chiefs, Sorry, the Raiders defense has actually been really good since like I think we've talked about this plenty of times. I was since Antonio Pierce has taken over. Um, so this kind of feels like a 27-10 type of game to me. I think the game does get under the total. Maybe look at a Chiefs first half team total to go over. I'm pretty sure that number's 14 and a half. If it's under two touchdowns, I do like it. But I think that I would lean more towards a first half team total over for the Chiefs because they haven't been one of those teams in the second half that have been have have been very uh high scoring. In fact, I think in the fourth quarter of games, they're scoring the least amount of points. So um you know, well, uh, I think that's that's what the way I will tackle the total here. But full game, I do lean towards the uh, under in this game. Player props, what are you looking at? 
Yeah, I only got one. Um, and I'm going to go with Mahomes. I think Mahomes has a, a really big day uh, against his secondary. Um, his passing yards is two, what's this, 267 and a half. Is that what you see? I just want to make sure that it's updated. For Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, 267 and a half is what I have. Let me see. Mahomes I think I've seen is... some 265s as well. Uh, Mahomes is two sixty five and a half. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll take that. Um, he's over and he's over that number in three of his last four games. He almost put up three hundred in Las Vegas, and this was coming off of some uh, less than stellar performances prior to that. At home, you mentioned the Kelsey stuff. I think he can have a breakout game here um, and, and get going. I mean, if you look at if you look at or listen to some people, you would think that you know the Kansas City offense is just like. Bottom five, bottom ten, even bottom fifteen, but it's still a really good offense. It's just that they don't have a ton of weapons um, at the disposal as they did. And Kelsey taking a step back, I think, is a product of them not having the respect on the outside um, of any receivers outside of Rice. Even Rice, I mean, of course he he's been good, but he's still a rookie at the end of the day, um, yeah. and they just don't have much else outside of him. So I think that's a direct correlation to why you see Kelsey's numbers uh, being down. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think Mahomes. Passes for 300 here. So if you want to ladder that up uh, to 300 plus, uh, I think he has a big day here. Yeah, Rice has been really good over the last uh, four weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's had at least nine targets in four straight games, at least seven receptions in uh, four straight games. And he's also had um, at least uh, eight receptions throughout the last four games as well. So I would probably look at some uh, Rasheed Rice uh props in this game whether that's receptions or yeah. whether that's uh receiving yards i currently see his receiving yards listed at um let's see here 66 and a half i don't hate that and then his receptions are currently sitting at um let's see rasheed rice receptions where is he Six and a half. So, the, the, you know, the, the books have adjusted to his receptions, but I, I do like his yardage to get over because if he does get six, seven catches, I would, I would you know, bank on him getting um, at least 67 uh, receiving yards in this game as well. Uh, anything else for this game, Lante? No, nah, that's it, man. Um, I kind of wanted to take uh, I wanted to take Pacheco, but I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, he's playing, but I'm not sure how healthy he is. I mean, he had some cleanup done on his knee um so I, I wanted to take because i think his running style fits what uh the raiders defense doesn't do well uh, as far as letting off shifty backs out of the backfield uh running a lot of stretch so yeah I, I looked at him but i'll probably just stay away um i just don't know how like if his workload is going to be the same i mean all reports saying that he's going to be good for regular workload but i just you know i don't i don't really trust that yeah I, i'm not sure either uh but but even if if um, Pacheco, I mean, sorry, if McKinnon is not able to go and Ch is already out for a personal matter, I think that that he's probably going to end up getting both the bulk of the carries because yeah, anytime, <laughs> anytime you're probably laugh at this. Anytime I see Pacheco running, I always imagine uh, Isaiah Stewart charging at LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he runs so they, mad, like he yeah. runs so like I don't really. He runs so he did it. I mean, he was like that at Rutgers too. So I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would wait and see when the game starts because I know they do well, a lot of books do now offer obviously live player props. So if you do see that he's you know looking good and healthy, um, you know, I would probably get on a live number for Isaiah Pacheco to get over his rushing yard. So I, I don't hate that angle. 
Um, all right, Lance, before we get over to the Giants and the Eagles matchup, uh, let me tell everyone about prize picks. Look, prize picks is probably the most fun I've had winning money on a daily fantasy sports platform. I've actually won up to 30x my money, and it's so simple to use. And we always put together our prize pick entries, whether it's on the NFL propcast or here on the NFL gambling podcast. And it's pretty simple to do. All you got to do is select two players. Pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Um, and also with the basketball season here, whether it's uh, NBA or whether it's college basketball, uh, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league that's created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, you want to get down on LeBron James and Travis Kelsey on Christmas Day at a combo of 10.5 of three-pointers made by LeBron and receptions by Travis Kelsey. Well, you can do that over on the special leagues uh, combo projections uh, on price picks. Price picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform for an injury insurance policy. And prospects is really simple to play. You can make your picks uh, and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They also have quick withdrawals, easy to game, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players, stats, types, and what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks now also offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So all you got to do is go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN, and make sure you use that promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. So again, that's prizepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Lonzo, let's get into the next game on the schedule here. We got an NFC battle, uh, NFC East battle, I should say, between your New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles currently sitting as a 13.5-point favorite in this game with a total of 43 uh, let's get to the injury report here. Let's start with the New York football giants. We do have Cade York place kicker is going to be out uh, this Friday. He is dealing with a, a quadriceps injury. Matt Breida is questionable, was considered a limited participant on Friday. Uh, Lawrence Cager, tight end, uh, considered a non-participant in practice as well. Um, Dexter Lawrence, uh, the second is questionable. Xavier McKinnon is qu- uh, questionable as well. Um, so a few injuries for the New York Giants side. For the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Devontae Smith did return to practice on Saturday. He was dealing with a knee injury. Zach Cunningham on um, Friday did not practice. He's also listed as questionable with a knee injury. Darius Slay um, is dealing with a knee injury and said Friday that he wouldn't give a timeline for his return. So Seems like he's trending towards uh, not playing in um, some help coming back. Avante Maddox was designated to return from injured reserve on Thursday, but not sure if he's going to play on this game on Monday against the New York Giants. Lante, let's start with the side here. Uh, the Eagles almost favored by two touchdowns in this game. 13 and a half is the number right now. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I don't know if it's an NFC battle. Uh, it's more <laughs> probably just like, I think it's a get right spot for Philly. Um, to be honest with you, they played five high leverage games versus arguably, I guess you would say the top five of the top seven uh, power rated teams. Uh, well, really four, four of the top six, I would say, because they played Dallas twice. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, definitely a step down competition. I mean, the Giants, you know, you know, DeVito, good story. Um, he kind of got uh, exposed a little bit uh, versus the the Saints, but um, I think it's a get right spot, man. I I, re- I really do. Uh, the Philly has they've owned the Giants as much as it pains me to say that they've four in a row um, versus us. And the thing is, the biggest mismatch on the field is going to be their pass rush versus our offensive line. I mean, the Giants allow seven sacks in New Orleans, and Philadelphia's fourth in pass pressures. And they're coming off three straight losses at home on Christmas. I mean, you know, even though the Philly fans, you know, they don't like Santa Claus, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to. Terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to get right here. Uh, the Giants, they failed to score a touchdown um, for the fourth time this year. I think that's tied for second um, in the league. I don't think it's much of a. a I don't think it's much to handicap here. To be honest with you, I just think if you just simple, if you think that Philadelphia is in a get right spot, like I do uh, going against the less, the lesser competition um, in the NFL, uh, probably they're going from the top five uh, teams to like a bottom two or three team in the NFL. I think number is probably about right, but I would, I would go Philadelphia all the way along the number. I just don't I don't think the Giants match their physicality. Uh, Barkley is our best player. Probably going to get neutralized with the Philadelphia um, pass rush and those you know other guys in the box. So Devito can't really take advantage of secondary, um, as we know that just the Eagles' weakness. So yeah, man, if I'm playing it, I'll lay the thirteen and a half. Um, I probably won't be be playing it, but if I had to, just you know for show purposes, I, I'll lay the thirteen and a half. I think the Eagles roll. Yeah, I mean, you talk about ultimate get-right spots. Like, this is it for the Eagles, right? Like, you're going up against a Giants team that has struggled for most of the season. I think the only pause that I do have is that I don't like what I'm hearing from the Eagles camp. Um, Right. When we talk about uh, motivation, I don't think motivation is the right word, but um, effort. Is right not there right now for the Eagles, and this is not the time of the season where you want to be questioning effort because you're a a ten plus win team. Are the Philadelphia Eagles? You're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. You got to the Super Bowl last year, fell a little bit short. I don't think this is the time of the season where I want to hear that that effort is a question for this team, and especially when it's coming from your quarterback. I don't like that, and I, I think that. There's some type of injury that Jalen Hurts is definitely dealing with. Well, I don't know if it's a shoulder injury or the case might be, but to me, he just doesn't look right. So I think this might be a game where they're probably going to rely on their running game um, are the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there was that stretch. You and I talked about this on the pregame shows and AJ Brown was absolutely tearing it up. He's absolutely disappeared, disappeared off of the map. Um as AJ Brown and now Devontae Smith dealing with that knee injury as well. So I want to make a case for the Giants here, but I just can't do it, especially the way that they have been playing football. Um, so I'll lean here with the Eagles. Um, but we would talk about the altar, like you mentioned, the ultimate get right spots like this fits the actual criteria for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. So I'll lean with the Eagles here, minus a 13 and a half. Total's at 43 here, Lante. Any thoughts on the total? Uh, not really, but just circling back real quick to the Eagles. If if you like the Eagles, I would just look for an alt line to get some plus money. Like if you could find like 16 and a half, 17 and a half, something like that. I think yeah. it's a higher probability. Like, you know, if they win by margin, it's going to be by a, a big margin, like, you know, 40 to, 40 to 10, uh, 30 to 3, 30 to 7, something like that. So I think it's a 
a bigger bang for your buck here uh, if you like the Eagles. And I'll say this, man. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm going to buy uh, the Eagles right now, like for like Super Bowl NFC features while everybody's writing them off. Because, I mean, if you just look, I mean, I, I know we, we you know, got to get back on track here. But if you just look at some of the NFC, I mean, outside of San Francisco, I mean, they're pretty much going to be favored against everybody else. Uh, I mean, Dallas, you know, if they have to go to Dallas, it'll be, you know, like two, two and a half or something like that for Dallas. But yeah, if they win a division, I mean, they're getting a home game and then they'll have to, you know, they'll welcome in, I guess, whoever, you know, wins. I don't know the, the structure of the, of the seat on top of my head. But I mean, you get to San Francisco, I mean, you can hedge or whatever the case may be, because there'll be a dog there, too. So, yeah, yeah I'm thinking I'm going to buy a Super Bowl and NFC features on on the Eagles while everybody is, is down on them. But yeah, the total. No idea. I have no idea. I would just lean to the to the Eagles team total. I don't think the Giants offense is is going to move the ball at all. I, I think that pass rush will destroy DeVito. Yeah, I would maybe look at an Eagles team total over. I think that was probably the only angle that I, I did find here. Um, do I trust the Giants to score? Maybe they could get like a backdoor touchdown or something like that to get to push the, yeah. this game over the total. But I mean, I think this yeah. is an opportunity for the Eagles offense just to get right. And just put up an incredible amount of points up. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't think that the offense should struggle in this game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Lante player props, man, in this game. What are you looking at? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Devito, man, I like him. Um, speaking of that pass rush game, I like him over. What is what's the number? I got twenty. Hold on a second. Um, Twenty-seven and a half rushing yards. Um, he's had four for plus Devito. attempts. Yeah, for Devito. Uh, I got four plus yeah. attempts uh, in every game, but one. Um, in his last two games, he's had 14 attempts for 107 yards. Like I mentioned, I think pass rush is going to force him out of the pocket, force him to run. Uh, he's not really a go-through progressions guy, kind of one read, um, check down, and, and go type of, of quarterback at, at this time in his career. So I like him over 27 and a half rushing yards. Uh, and, man, you know, if you're a tight end and you go against – if you want to get right, you want to bump your stats up so you can get a contract, play against the Giants because we can't stop tight ends. We never – we haven't been able to stop tight end since I don't know how long. It's probably since Lawrence Taylor was there. Um, but I like Goddard over 40 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's been right on the brink of this, uh, 430 in each of the two games since he's returned. Uh, if you look at some of the tight ends and what they've done uh, against the Giants, Logan Thomas had 50 plus in both games, uh, Kraft had 63, uh, Dewan Johnson 38. So, tight ends are getting if you're a capable tight end, pretty sure you can get open on, um, it, on the Giants defense. So, yeah, I want Goddard over 40 and a half uh, receiving yards, DeVito over 27 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I couldn't talk about either one of those. Um, Dallas Goddard has been good to me this season prior to his injury, and even after his injury. So, um, and, and like your call about DeVito, I would look at DeVito's past attempts to go over in this game as well, just because you know, looking at the spread and game script, that if they are trailing by double digits at some point, that he's just going to have to come out and fling the football um, yes, and throw it all over the yard, right? So right now his yes. past attempts... Um, Let's see here. Don't see them listed just yet for uh, actually. Yeah, a lot of the really nice backs. stuff has been kind of te- like teetering back and forth, like on and off. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. So um, I would look at that once it does come out for uh, Tommy DeVito. I don't hate that. Um, we'll talk about touchdowns later. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had for this game. Was not one of the ones I was more interested in? But you have anything else? Um, no, do you, you think, uh, I know we, we spoke, you speaking on AJ Brown, you think he has a decent game here? I mean, he's been getting the targets and the receptions, but not getting a lot of yards after the catch. I and mean, the Giants secondary is okay, but 
I, I think this might be a hundred plus yard game for um for AJ Brown. Yeah. Um like yeah, I mean we know the targets are always gonna be there for him. Yeah. I mean he's at ten plus targets in three straight games. And right. I know what's his yardage at? Um let's see. I can find an update number. Uh where are we? AJ Brown. AJ Brown is where are you? I see 73 and a half. Uh yes, yeah, 73, 72 and a half. I even see a 71 and a half. So it's offshore though. Yeah. Um I mean just ladder it up to hundred plus. If he if he's gonna go over 70, I'm pretty sure he's gonna have hundred. Yeah, so last season he had four receptions for 70 yards, and then earlier this season, 10 targets, four receptions, 95 yards. Um right on par. So right on par, yeah. That just kind of tells me that he's getting long receptions. Yeah. Against so you want over his longest reception? Yeah, I think that would probably be worth a look here because I mean Smith um, banged up, so you know. Got yeah. got it over the middle, of course, but got to got to stretch got to stretch the field. Yeah, I think that you know him and Jalen Hurts can connect for one over the top. Is that twenty four and a half? Um, let me see what he's done recently before we get to the last game here. Um, so AJ Brown last week long reception of 15 24. So he hasn't done it in back to back weeks. Got hooked on the Dallas game. He had thirty eight against the Niners. Um, against the Gi- he didn't play. When did they play the Giants? I don't see his. No, no, he um, th- they played two times in the last three weeks. I hate that shit. Okay, so let me go yeah, back. So to they'll the play. Last they'll play week eighteen now and week eighteen. Okay. So last season he had one for thirty-seven during the regular season and thirty-three. So um, if you want to look at that, I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, last season he was absolutely. Cr- Crushing his longest reception. So I think this might be an opportunity where you know, him and Jalen Hurts can connect over the top. So I, I don't hate that. But I, I like the yardage for him as well. I think this might be a good game for him to uh, uh, you know kind of get back on track. Uh, but Because we know the targets are always going to be there for, uh, for AJ yep. Brown. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Before we get over to the last game of the Monday night schedule, <clears throat> let me tell everyone about game time. Look, you still have time if you are still looking for last-minute gift. Get on game time and give some tickets to someone because it's pretty much really simple. All you got to do is go to the app, um, create yourself an account, and make sure you use that promo code CFBX. Because game time, they take away the stress of having to buy tickets or even gift tickets to someone in your life. Whether it's a loved one, whether it's a coworker, friend, whoever the case might be. Uh, you can uh, also gift tickets and it's simple and easy to use game time. Their app has a lot of great features. They have flash uh, deals and last minute tickets, and it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. So, hey, maybe um, you don't have a sports fan in your life. Well, they also have tickets for music concerts. They also have tickets for comedy shows and theater near you. And like I said, they also have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best prize guarantee. And you can stop stressing over the tickets start getting uh, hyped for the fun you're going to have. Like I mentioned, you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. And get this, game time guarantee. Well, that means you're always going to get the best price with the game time guarantee. Because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And the absolutely best part I love about game time is that before you actually purchase the tickets, guys, 
you actually get images of your seat before you buy them so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive also buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps uh, two taps and you're all set to go tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through the your email box or wait for them uh, in the mail. Nope, send directly to your phone. So download the GameTime app, create an account, use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea. It's Hall of Fame Bets Revolutionary Parlay Optimizer tools to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Lante, let's get into the last game on the schedule for Monday, and that is going to be probably the game of the year. We have the two teams that are, I believe, number one. In, I know the Niners are for sure. I believe the Ravens are as well. Sitting at the number one spots in their respective conferences, the Baltimore Ravens, they are headed to the Bay Area to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are sitting as a six-point favorite in this game with a total of 47. Start here with the injury report uh, before we get into the actual breakdown of the game. So for the Baltimore Ravens, um, they have... Let's see here. Um, so we know uh, Kenton Mitchell is going to be out. He has suffered that hyperextended knee injury. Uh, Ronnie Staley is questionable. He is in con- con- concussion protocol. That is pretty much it for the San Francisco 49ers. Juwan Jennings is questionable. He did not practice on Friday. Uh, Ross Dwelly is also questionable with the ankle injury. Elijah Mitchell running back is questionable as well. He didn't participate in practice on Friday with a knee injury as well. Uh, Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle, did not participate in practice on Thursday. Arik Armstead is also questionable as well. Um, That is pretty much it. So some depth concerns at the skill positions for the Niners and also a couple of injuries on the defensive side of the football and Javon Hargrave and Arik uh, Armstead. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on for those two guys because they're very imperative to their um, rush defense. Lante, let's start with the side here, man. Game of the year, minus six in favor of the Niners. What are you thinking? Man, this is a great game. Um, I'm kind of on the fence, to, to be honest. I don't know if you can talk me. You know, I, I can make a case for, for either side. Um, but I, I guess I'll just stay neutral right now until I hear what you got to say because I'm interested to see which side you're on. Um, so the, the main thing for Baltimore is, you know, can they run the ball? You know, San Francisco's rush defense, it, it can be exploited. Um, Baltimore rush offense is, is rush for over 100 yards, 30 straight games. Um, I think it's like an NFL record. The cards last week ran all over uh, San Francisco, like literally ran all over them uh, before some turnovers kind of, you know, got in the way uh, of that game and, and they put it away. But 
Ronnie, you mentioned Ronnie Staley. I mean, him not being fully healthy healthy is is gonna gonna hurt, but it kind of gets neutralized with the um possible absence of Hargrave and Armstead. So you want to monitor that status, like you said, because if they're if they're not there, that kind of negates it. And I think Baltimore yeah. will be able to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, if you look at you know Keaton Mitchell is a big loss. I mean, I mean, not a lot of people you know knew who he was, especially undrafted out of Carolina. So shout out Kobe for that. Um, he, he was the explosive back, and he was kind of taking over the backfield. You can kind of see it coming. Uh, he can do a lot more things than what Hill and um, uh, Gus could could do. So I think that's a huge loss, and I think Lamar is going to use his legs a, a lot here. Uh, he's 22, 22 passing yards away from uh, setting a career mark that he set back in his um, MVP season. So I'm not sure what the game plan is going to be uh, for as far as offensive play play calling. It should be you know heavy run game. Uh, don't don't throw it up, don't throw it all over the place. Kind of let your offensive line get off the ball and dictate where you know the clock. Keep the ball out of the San Francisco offense hands, but. You know, on the other side, I mean, San Francisco's been dominant for almost two yeah. months. They won six straight games by ten plus. They could clinch a one seed with uh, two of two wins in the next three games, um, and, and they're doing it in all facets of the game. I mean, they're doing it with the run game, the pass game, defense. They're taking care of the football. They're tied for the NFL lead league. Uh, I mean, NFL lead in fewest giveaways. And for most takeaways, uh, got 12 giveaways, 25 takeaways. So anytime you have a margin like that, that's, that's set up for success as far as, um, you know, winning football games. And to be winning by margin just goes to show you. And it's not a cupcake schedule. I mean, we've seen them beat, you know, the top teams in the NFL. Uh, McCaffrey, seven straight games, 100-plus yards um, from scrimmage. Debo, seven touchdowns in those last three games. So, I mean, just an embarrassment of riches for them. Uh, I think the path to their success is kind of, you know, exposing the secondary. You look at what, you know, guys like Stafford did to um, to the Ravens, uh, kind of went up and down the field. Goff kind of went up and down the field, although uh, Goff was more so, you know, in, in garbage time because they were kind of up on them. But I, I do think the defense, the pass defense can be had for San Francisco. Um, but it's all up to that pass rush. You know, if they can, if the pass rush for San Francisco can get home and stop that run game, make them play behind the chains, then it could be a, a long day. I mean, man, Brock Purdy playing out of his mind uh, on the six-game winning streak. Munaf, he's 136.1 passer rating, 17 touchdowns and two interceptions, 11 yards per attempt. He's got six games with 130 passer rating. That's the most ever um, in, in history. So, I mean, Brock Purdy's playing lights out. And with that second, with the secondary of Baltimore, Marcus Williams. Did you mention Marcus Williams at the top? I can't remember if you said it. I didn't see him on the injury report. Let me yeah, double check well, here. Well, the, the safety, uh, he left the game um, last week. Uh, I don't think he returned. But I, I seen him on the injury report earlier in the week. But maybe I just didn't update my notes. But um, I, I'm pretty sure if he's not on the injury report, then he's going to be playing. But I'm not sure how. Yeah, I don't see him. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm not sure how 100% he will uh, or how effective he'll be because I know he's going to be 100%. Um, but yeah, man, like I can make a case for both sides. Usually, when I do that, um, I want to have you know, got a degenerate move. We're gonna have some action on the game. Probably be on Baltimore plus the points, uh, and they can run the ball, control the clock, keep the ball out of that offense's hands. I mean, Lamar is nineteen and one versus the NFC, so this is a different beast for sure. Um, I, I'm not buying MVP for Lamar thing. I'm not sure if you are, but um, uh, a lot of people are thinking it has big implications on the MVP. I Personally, don't think so. I don't think I wouldn't even put Lamar in the top five to be honest with you. Um, 
But yeah, man, I, I think it's gonna be a great game. I think both teams have an advantage. Uh, well, I have respective advantages much more with their run game, San Francisco with their pass game, and their scheme to be able to get guys open. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be. A, I'm looking forward to it. I'm leaning to Baltimore. Kind of want to hear what you uh, what you're gonna go with. Yeah. So initially, when I saw this line, I thought it was a lot of points for yeah, yeah, okay. the San Francisco 49ers, right? But I mean. Again, both these teams, especially, I mean, I think Niners are just in a class of their own right now, how dominant they have been thus far this season. But I think the concerning part for me is what you mentioned, that last week the Arizona Cardinals were able to get 30 rush attempts for 234 yards. And if you want to take out some of the wide receivers they had in that game that ran for you know some rush attempts, Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch, two carries for eight yards. So even if you take those numbers away, that yards per carry goes up even more. James Conner, 14 carries, 86 yards. Uh, Imari uh, T. Marcardo, uh, four for 64. Kyler Murray, six for 49. So I I like the uh, – sorry. I like the Ravens in this spot. I just feel like this is one too many points. I think the Niners probably win by either three or four points in this game. So getting six for a team that can run the football, right? I mean, you mentioned like uh, Ken Mitchell is going to be out. I think this might be a big game for Lamar on the ground. Um, well, I know we'll talk about player props in a minute here, but I think that the rushing attack for the the Ravens is something that they can take advantage of. And, and I mentioned those two injuries for the Niners, right? Arik Armstead and Javon Hargrave. That if either one of those guys or if both of those guys are not able to go in this game, I think that's all obviously advantage for the Baltimore Ravens in this game. So I'm going to lean with the Ravens here. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I think my more favorite play is going to be on the total as well. But if you're going to give me six with the Ravens here, again, I know how great the Niners have been this season. They've been absolutely dominating opponents. You mentioned about how well Brock Party's playing as well and all the offensive weapons that they do have. But I think for the Ravens, when I think about a Ravens team, I usually think it's like a blue-collar team. Like, they'll yep. get down and dirty. You know what I mean? Like, in the trenches. I think the physicality is a little bit more for the Baltimore Ravens, and I, I think that's something that they can, you know – really impose their will on in this game is their physicality. So um, I like Ravens plus six here. Total sitting at 47 in this game here, Lante. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I like the over, man. Uh, if you notice, we've been on a, a nice overrun in primetime and in some of these games against, um, you know, the more, I guess, play the playoff teams who are in higher stakes games. We've seen the offenses have some success. And I think both teams have uh, the, the path to success. And if you notice with, uh, I think they were pointing this out on the broadcast. I, I don't know if I was watching a mini cast or um, with Joe Buck and Troy, but it's when they played the um, or no, that was that was Sunday night. I'm sorry, it was uh, Collinsworth. Yeah. So when they played the um, the Jags, if you you see the the drastic change from Ronnie Staley to the backup, like he was allowing so much pressure um, on that side, they had to bring a tight, they had to bring an extra tight end over there to kind of help with protections and uh, when Lamar was dropping back, that's why he was scrambling so much. I mean, he was. Kind of getting like they had him several times in his in, in the grasp and they couldn't get to him, so they were getting there. And if Armstead and Harvey are there, man, I think that pressure might ramp up. And uh, I'm not sure what uh, 
what the what the play calling is, is going to consist of, but I think it should be more ground and pound attack. I think they can have some explosive runs, especially with Lamar, you know, improv and uh, whatever the case may be. And I don't I don't see Purdy getting slowed down in the pass game. I mean, not with this Ravens secondary, not at all. Uh, I don't think I don't think they can slow him down. So I think we see points there, man. I'm looking for you know this is the last game uh, of the of the night as far as NFL. So I'm looking for like a 34, 31 type of game. Uh, I think can get over that number pretty easily with that. Even I mean, you can you can get over 28, 20, 20, 27, 21. So uh, I see various ways to get over. I think both offenses have uh, pathways to success against the defense. So give me the over. Yeah, I love the over in this game as well. I mean, everything that you mentioned, I think this offenses will have a lot of success in this game. And I think that, you know, if the Baltimore Ravens are uh, able to establish the run, I think that some play action passing can have some success for Lamar Jackson. Now, whether it's the OBJ or whether it's to Rashad Bateman, uh, say Flowers, I think as well. Obviously, uh, Mark, not, no, they're not Mark Andrews. I think Isaiah Likely uh, can have a big game here as well. So, um, I love the over in this game over 47 and a half. Uh, sorry, 47. You know, if you look at our Niners team told to go over, we know the story about Brock Purdy and how well they've been doing, uh, when he's starting quarterback, you know, 30 plus points. Um, it's almost automatic when, you know, they're healthy and they have their guys playing well. So, um, love the over in this game. Uh, let's get a player props, Lante. What are we looking at? Yeah, well, I'm going to go back to something that we both like. Well, I think you liked it uh, as well. You mentioned it at the top. I'm going Lamar Jackson over um, rushing yards. He is at, uh, let me get my, he is at 59 and a half. You see 59 and a half for his rushing? Yeah, I see 59 and a half even money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, like I said, high leverage game. Um, without Keaton Mitchell, I think those the explosiveness is going to come from Lamar. Both of those backs are not really explosive backs. They're more so of a, you know, four, three, four, five yard um, type of run, and then you get, kind of switch it up and do the same thing. I think Lamar is going to have a big game. I would look for. I would even ladder him up to 100 plus. I think he's he's going to have a big game, specifically if Hargrave and Armstead are not there. Um, that just limits what they do up front. Uh, they, they'll be able to key in more on Bosa and Chase. So, yeah, I, I like Lamar over 59 and a half uh, rushing yards. I would ladder it up to 100 plus. I, I think he has a big game. And we mentioned it, man, Brock Purdy. Over 252 and a half passing yards. Man, I think this is good. Uh, like, I, I would ladder him up to 300 plus. Uh, Baltimore, they struggled in the secondary. He's over his number in uh, six of his last eight games. Uh, Baltimore has faced a ton of, you know, average to above average quarterbacks. If you look at some of the people on the list that they played, Watson, uh, DTR, you know, Burrow was injured halfway through. So they got um, Browning kind of like, he, he was kind of like coming in unprepared. They got Dobbs, um, Geno, Pickett, Tannehill, and Willis. So not really a, a merge row of passing offenses, but when they have faced quarterbacks who can, you know, above average to average quarterbacks, Trevor through 264, Stafford 294, um, Goff 284. So I, I think Mark Purdy has a really, really big game here. Um, of course, in the, McCaffrey in the backfield, I would look at him rushing yard, I mean, uh, receiving yards over as well. So, yeah, man. High scoring game, so it's going to be a lot of overs in these player props. Yeah, I, I, I really like Isaiah Likely. 17 and a half is his number. Oh, man, that's his, short. Yeah, that's short. yeah, that's really short. Uh, last three yeah, games, short. 40 receiving yards, 83, 70. He's at least six receptions, sorry, six targets in uh, each of the last three weeks, and at least four receptions over the last three weeks as well. So, no, we know that the chemistry that Mark Andrews and um, Lamar Jackson had. Uh, I think that for um, 
Lamar, like he likes finding his tight ends, right? So I think it's an opportunity mm-hmm. where it continues for Isaiah Likely. Love your call about Lamar Jackson on his um on his rushing yards. I think that's a um always say a a I don't want to say easy bet, but it's a, a smart bet to make, especially with Lamar. And then again, like we talked about last week, the Arizona Cardinals were able to have a lot of success on the ground running the football against the Baltimore Ravens. And historically, we know that uh, the Baltimore Ravens have been a run-first team. So, um, yeah, I do like that look here a lot. Um, anything else you like in this game? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, I would look at... Maybe if you like some of these guys, like I like Christian McCaffrey's receiving yards, kind of just ladder them up because I think, like I said, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, You mentioned likely. I didn't know it was that low. I do like likely. And Zay Flowers being banged up kind of wants me to. Nope. I think we lost Lante here for a second. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll throw out a couple more player props here. I thought Christian McCaffrey's receiving yards is is at a low number here as well. Um, so let me. I'm sorry, I misspoke on the Isaiah Likely one. Um, his number is actually at 38 and a half. I was under the longest receptions um, at 17 and a half. Um, so his longest reception for Isaiah Likely is 17 and a half, but his yardage is at 38 and a half. So. I like 38 and a half for Isaiah Likely. Uh, like I mentioned, the numbers, um, he is at 40, 83, and 70. So uh, I do like that. Um, Christian McCaffrey receiving yards has been something that's really good to me uh, this season. If you want to look at Christian McCaffrey on his uh, receiving yards to go over, uh, that number is at, let's see here. Um, 31 and a half. Uh, I do like that number as well. Uh, so yeah, a couple of opportunities there uh, that I do like. Um, not only you cut out there for a second, but anything else you yeah, wanted to where, add? Where did, I, where did I cut out at? I'm sorry, I didn't even have to start. Uh, well, I, 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 I had to correct myself because I, I misspoke on the Isaiah Likely receiving yards number. The 17 and a half is his longest reception, but his oh, okay. receiving yards number is at uh, 38 and a half. It's, but I still like I that still over. Like- yeah, I still like that as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have much else uh, outside of the ones that, that we named. I'm kind of not sure what the game plan is going to be for the Ravens. I'm not sure if they're going to go more run heavy, which they should, or if they're going to kind of be more balanced. Um, but I think they should try to be more run based. And I don't trust any of the running backs, so that's why I'm going to go more. I don't, I'm not sure who's going to get the workload because they've been splitting it between you know Mitchell, uh, Gus, and uh, and Hill. So. Not sure how the carries are going to be distributed. And I don't know about the pass game either. So probably just going to stay away from Ravens players. We'll look at a decent amount of um, uh, of San Francisco players, though. Uh, all right, Lonzo, let's get into our touchdown scores uh, for this uh, Monday slate here. Uh, who do we like to find the end zone? Uh, we're going all three games, right? All three games? Yeah, yeah all three. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anything, yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, let me see, who do I have? Should we go with the with the giant killer, Boston Scott? I don't know if he's going to touch the field, though. <laughs> That's what my whole concern is, is yeah, that I, like everybody is on that train. I think this opened yeah. up at 10 to 1. And it's all the way down to I think like plus three twenty or something. Oh yeah, like that. that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, now it's uh, plus sixty. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, let's go with Travis Kelsey to find the end zone. He he hasn't been in there in a while. What's 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 Travis Kelsey? Kelsey is minus one twenty-five. Uh, never mind. I don't want Kelsey. Um, let's do AJ Brown. 
AJ's at minus 105. No, sorry. Yeah, minus 105 is what I see. Maybe able to find some better numbers, maybe even money for AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah, I like I like, I like AJ Brown. Um I like Rasheed Rice plus 140. I mean, that number has really corrected itself over the past. For sure. I don't know. Yeah, for uh, I mean, you could probably earlier in the season you could have got a really nice price on it, but he's been featured more in the offense, obviously, for this mm-hmm. Chiefs offense. So, plus one forty, I don't hate that. Um, what, is, what about Lamar? Lamar is at yeah, plus one seventy five. I like that. Love Lamar. Yeah. yeah. Isaiah likely plus two twenty. I'll definitely throw that one out there as well. Yep. Kittle like plus one forty. Um, what about Ayuk? Well. Brendan Ayuk is at plus 135. The only minus price for the Ravens in the Niners game is going to be Christian McCaffrey's minus 255. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like earlier in the season. We, You and I were doing a pregame show. We were doing our touchdown parlay. And he was at one game. He was minus 400 for any time touchdown. <laughs> Seriously, though, this was probably whenever yeah. he was going for the record, I think. Yeah, yeah, man. One of my uh, one of my good friends, uh, my, my my man Willow, he he was saying like, if you just parlayed just uh, Jalen Hurts and Christian McCaffrey touchdown to score touchdown props, you'd probably be tired by now. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one hundred percent. Like that's crazy. That's so uh, any other yeah, man, but that's, that's, that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I had. All right. All right, so let's do our lock and dog, uh, and then we can get to our prize picks entry for. Um, for uh for the Monday games here. You want to leave us off with your uh best bets or lock and dog? Yeah, um I'll go I'll lock up the uh get the Chiefs minus a ten and a half. Um mentioned at the top, I think it's a it's a good matchup for him as it always is. Uh they got a shot to lock up the division um for the eighth straight year. Um they've had a lot of success against this Raiders team in better iterations of this Raiders team, I might add. Um I, I think the number is about right, but I, I think the I think the outcomes are more 16 plus um, for, for the, I think the offense gets, gets right here. Um, and for the dog, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm trying to find an alt line. Actually, I'll just, I'll just say that. So I'll go with, I'll go with Baltimore um, on the money line. Think they going to come out and, and try to run the ball. Uh, they take care of the ball. Don't turn, don't turn, um, don't give uh, San Francisco short fields, and I think they might can win the game outright. So give me Baltimore as a dog. All right, uh, all right. For my lock, I am gonna go with the. I gave out the Chiefs on our graphic this week, so I don't want to give out the Chiefs again. Um, I'll go with the over in the Niners and the Ravens game. Um, I mean, we talked about, I think both offenses should be on full display in this game. We know what the Niners offense can do. I think that the Ravens will, you know, their offense should have success on the ground. You know, um, Lamar, I think will have success. I think he'll have some success passing through the air as well. So, um, do like Lamar, um, to have a big game here as well, uh, for my dog, um, Isaiah likely I like him. Um let me see the receiving yards. Like all the receiving yards for some of these guys in these games. I really do like Rashid Rice. I think he's gonna have a big game. 
Um, let's see. AJ Brown's number 100 plus is plus 230. Um, let's do. Yeah, I think I, I like Isaiah Likely in this game. 50-plus receiving yards is at plus 160. And then Lamar on his alt rushing yards. I, I think that he, I would not be shocked if he does get 100-plus, but I definitely think they do think that with the number of attempts he can get at 70-plus or even 80-plus, um, that's at plus 125 or 70-plus to 80-plus at 2-to-1, 90-plus, 3-to-100, plus is at plus 450. So, um, again, if Lamar runs 10-plus times, Lonta, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the realm of 65-to-70 rushing yards in this game. Um, Got the 100. You know, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I'm, I'm laddering him up to 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all the way up to plus 450 for him to um, – have 100 plus receiving yards. Oh, sorry, rushing yards is at yeah. plus 450 for Lamar. Let me change my dog, then. I'm gonna change my dog to that. All right, Lamar, over, uh, over 100, 100 plus yards rushing. All right, yeah, 450. Love it. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, let's put together our prize picks entry for the schedule here on Monday. And I know recording a little bit early. And then I'm maybe they should have them. They had them up all week though. Like, um, yeah, they should. Yeah, I see it. All right, so we we want to let's start with Lamar. Yeah, absolutely. Rushing yards. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's see what the number is here on Price Pick. So, um, where's this normal? Oh yeah, fifty nine and a half. We'll go more on that. Likely, Um, Isaiah likely receiving yards. Let's find that. Uh, I say a likely one, two, 38 and a half. We'll go more on that. What else? Um, what else do we like from this slate? I'm trying to figure AJ out AJ Brown. Like. Um, what else did you like? Um, let's see. What else did we like? Uh, um, Kelsey, uh, yards, Kelsey. Receiving yards. Let's see what it's at. Um, 65 and a half is the number. Yeah, I like that more than that. I like that. All right. And do we like Purdy? Do we like Purdy over? Purdy on his passing yards? Yeah, passing yards. Uh, Let's see what the number is. Purdy. Um, one, two, two fifty-four and a half is the number. Yeah, like that over. All right, so all right, we'll put together that power play four pick entry. So Brock Purdy, more than two hundred fifty-four and a half passing yards. Travis Kelsey, more than sixty-five and a half receiving yards. Isaiah Likely, more than thirty-eight and a half receiving yards, and then Lamar Jackson, more than. 55, 59 and a half rushing yards. We'll go more on that. That $100 entry. For those that go four to four, four for four, you'll get a $1,000 return on Price Picks. Again, go to pricepicks.com. Make sure you use that uh, promo code SGPN. You'll get a first deposit match of up to $100. All right, Launch, anything else we want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? That's it, man. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, even though we'll probably be back sometime. So, yeah, but happy holidays, everybody. Hope you enjoy the games. Make some, hope we make some money uh, while you're enjoying or 
you know, trying to get away from your family because I know that's a constant theme in some, in some people's household. Yeah. Yeah, definitely enjoy the uh, weekend, uh, Christmas on Monday with, um, you know, obviously football going on and NBA going on. So a lot of action happening over the weekend, of course, as well. So don't, um, you know, be responsible about your betting and enjoy the time yeah. with family and yep. friends as well. Um, we'll be here sometime over the weekend to uh, do the NBA pod for the Christmas Day games. We'll figure out a schedule for that, see who's available. Uh, and then uh, Lonte and I will be here usual time, 10 a.m. Eastern, for a pregame show uh, before the Sunday games kick off. So uh, join us then at 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, and uh, we'll rock it as usual. All right, appreciate everybody in the chat. Usual suspects, uh, Junk72, CashFit, uh, Dilly Lane uh, was in there as well. So appreciate you guys uh, hopping into the chat with us. All right, we'll talk to you guys uh, later on this week. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.